Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. This week, we'll hear a story about the ancient Irish giant rivalries. Cuchulain may be the strongest giant of them all, but his strength is no match for Una's clever trick. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Giants, Ghosts, and Goblins collection. Una and the Giant Irish A long time ago, Ireland was full of giants. They were all great rivals, and whenever they met, they would pummel and punch each other until one of them gave up or ran away. But everyone agreed that the mightiest giant of all was Cúchulain. He had never been beaten himself and had managed to knock out just about every other giant in the land. There was just one that he hadn't fought, and that one was Finn McCool. The reason for this was that Finn had the ability to see what was going on anywhere in the world. All he had to do was put his left thumb into his mouth and suck it, and at once he knew what had happened, what was happening, and what would happen. That way, he managed to avoid meeting up with Cúchulain at all, since whenever he saw the giant coming, he simply ran off and hid until Cúchulain had taken himself off again. This annoyed Cúchulain. He wanted to be known as the biggest, fiercest, ugliest giant in all Ireland. But as long as he hadn't fought Finn, well, there was always a chance, just a chance, that he might be beaten. So one day, Cúchulain set off for the mountain where Finn lived. Finn had built his house high up on the mountain, some people said so that he could see other giants coming and hide from them. As Cúchulain was climbing up the steep cliffs, Finn looked out the window and saw him. Oh, dear, he cried. That dreadful Cúchulain is coming. He's bound to catch me this time. Now, Finn had a wife named Una who was as clever as she was kind and as beautiful as she was skilled. How long before he arrives? she asked. Finn put his thumb into his mouth. Hmm, at about three o'clock, and he means to squash me as flat as a cowpat. Whatever shall I do? Hush now, said Una. Just do as I say, and everything will work out just fine. Right away, Una began baking a batch of huge cakes. Three of them she made just as usual, but she put huge stones in the other three. When they were done, she arranged them on two shelves the three ordinary cakes on the top shelf and the three with the stones on the bottom. Then she told Finn to get into the big wicker cradle. She wrapped him around in a big blanket and put a lace cape on his huge head. Now just you stay there and pretend to be a baby, she said. You can suck your thumb and then you'll know exactly what I'm thinking and what I want you to do. Just tell me one thing. Where does this giant keep his strength? Why, in the middle finger of his right hand, said Finn. Una nodded, then she sat down in her rocking chair and waited for Cúchulain to arrive. At exactly three o'clock, he pounded on the door. Finn pulled the blanket over his head and trembled with fear, but Una threw open the door. Is this the house of Finn McCool? thundered Cúchulain. It is, answered Una. Come in and sit ye down. So Cúchulain came in and sat himself down in Finn's chair and looked around. Oh, that's a fine baby you have there, he said. Would his father be at home by any chance? I'm afraid not, said Una. He said something about going to catch some little fella called Cúchulain, 
I'm sure he won't be long. I'm Cucullin, growled the giant. I've been trying to catch up with your husband for ages, but he always manages to give me the slip. So you're Cucullin, said Una. Well, you still have time to get away before Finn comes home. Me? Run away from him? shouted Cucullin. It's him that always runs away from me. I think you've got it wrong, said Una. Have you seen my husband? He's hard as a rock and swift as the wind, she smiled. Oh, by the way, would you turn the house around? The wind is shifting. Turn the house around, said Cucullin. Well, that's what Finn always does when the wind blows from the east, said Una. Cucullin went outside, shook his head a few times, then clicked the middle finger of his right hand three times. Then he seized the house around the middle and turned it right around. Inside, Finn's teeth chattered with fright, but Una merely hushed him, and when Cucullin came inside, thanked him as though he had just done the most ordinary thing. Then she said, Oh, the weather's so dry, and I'm always needing water. Could you go and fill this jug for me? Then we could have a cup of tea while you wait for Finn to come home. Where shall I go to get water hereabouts? said Cucullin. Una pointed to a nearby hill. You see that stone on top of yonder hill? Whenever we need water, Finn goes up there and takes that little rock out of the ground and fills the jug from the stream that rises underneath. Cucullin dutifully went out and climbed the hill. At the top, he saw that the stone was three times as tall as himself and must have weighed several tons. Clicking the middle finger of his right hand nine times, he put his arms about the rock and lifted it clean out of the ground. A stream gushed out and roared away down the mountainside, and Cucullin soon had a jug full of water. Una made a large pot of tea and offered Cucullin one of the special cakes in which she had hidden a stone. The giant took one bite and howled. He spat out a huge tooth. Oh, what kind of cake is this, he cried. It's hard as stone. Oh, that's Finn's favorite cake, said Una. Even the baby loves it. Oh, but maybe it's too much for you. Here, try this one. It's a bit softer. And she gave him another one of the stony cakes. Cucullin took a huge bite and spat out two teeth with a yell of pain. Hush now, said Una. You'll wake the baby. At that moment, Finn sucked his thumb, and at once he knew what Una wanted him to do. He let out the loudest shout ever heard in that part of Ireland. Cucullin jumped up and put his hands over his ears. My, but that baby has a mighty pair of lungs, he said. Oh, you should hear his father, said Una. When he shouts, you can hear him in Africa. Cucullin began to feel uneasy. The more he heard about Finn McCool, the less he liked the sound of him. At that moment, Finn, who was sucking his thumb again, opened his mouth wide and yelled, Cake! at the top of his lungs. There now, said Una, and handed him a cake from the top shelf. Just you eat that. Cucullin watched in horror as the baby ate every last crumb of the cake. I think I'll be going, he said. Tell your husband I'm sorry I missed him and congratulations to you both on a bunny baby. Oh, he's a wonderful child, said Una. Come, take a proper look. She pulled back the blanket, and Finn yelled and kicked his legs in the air for all he was worth. What a fine pair of legs he has on him, 
said Cucullin. Yes, and his teeth are coming through nicely, said Una. Just you feel them. Thinking he would please her and then make his escape before her terrible husband came home, Cucullin put his hand into the baby's mouth. Quick as a flash, Finn bit off the middle finger. Cucullin howled so loudly that he could be heard in Timbuktu. Then, as his strength began to ebb, he began to get smaller. He shrank until he was even smaller than the cakes that Una had made. Finn and his wife looked down at the little giant and smiled. Cucullin took one look at them and fled out of the house and away down the mountain. What happened to him after that, I can't say, because he was never seen or heard of again in Ireland. As for Finn McCool, he just thanked his clever wife and ate another of her fine cakes. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.